Hello, everybody. Welcome to Zone Defense. We talk all things NBA and NFL. Be sure to follow us on Spotify at Zone Defense Podcast, on Twitter at Zone Defense Pod, and smash that subscribe button down below because it really helps out our channel a lot. Also, leave a comment down below and let us know what your favorite fantasy football draft strategy is. Today, we will be doing another fantasy football mock draft, but this time with a little bit of a twist. Chris, why don't you explain what exactly that twist will be? Yeah, Drew, I'm really excited for this mock draft. You know, we're all going to implement a little bit of a different strategy. Roman, since he really didn't do this last time, he's going to go with the zero wide receiver strategy. So his team probably will look, you know, really RB heavy. Maybe he'll have a good tight end or a good quarterback. Drew will be going with the zero running back strategy, which isn't, you know, it's uh, somebody, some people really like to live with this strategy, you know, not drafting running backs until a little bit later and having really good other positions. But it's, you know, I, I think it's a fleeting strategy, but some people still really like to do it. And then I'm just going to be drafting from the turn. This is a pick I've had a lot in my fantasy draft and I've, you know, kind of struggled with it. So, so we're going to give me this pick and, and see what happens here. But, uh, I'll throw it back to Drew before we get to uh, Roman here. We'll we'll begin the draft right now. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Something a little bit different that we haven't done before. Uh, so 1-1, one, one, uh, maybe a little bit surprising. Dalvin Cook going first overall, um, and then McCaffrey going number two. Um, I feel like these are the top two guys in really every mock draft you see, uh, but usually it's McCaffrey, then Cook. But not too surprising there, but I'll give it over to Roman now, who is going to take a running back. And there are some a few intriguing options. You go a lot of different directions here. Yeah, well, first of all, even our last draft, the top two went McCaffrey Cook. So not really a surprise here. Um, and Drew, you had the third pick last time you took Saquon, um, which is another good option. Definitely considering that. There's also uh, Kamara, Henry. Um, I even put Zeke up into this category as well, as we kind of talked about him the past couple of weeks. Um, being an elite uh, running back to take in the early, early part of the draft. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you can't really go wrong with any of these options. I'm going to try something a little that, different that I wouldn't normally do. I, I normally like a Camara or Henry, but uh, you guys have been really hyping up Zeke the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to take a shot on him and then uh, see what happens coming back to me. Yeah, I, I have absolutely no problem with this pick. I know some people are going to think this is a little bit of a reach, but I absolutely don't. I really like Zeke. I think he can absolutely be the RB3 this year. So I, I have absolutely no problem with the pick, man. I like it. Yeah, on paper, it's a reach. But like a year ago, Zeke was going, I think I took him third overall in, in our fantasy league. So um, not too surprising there, even though it might be a little bit of a reach on the board. But um, really, in my eyes, Barkley, Henry, Kamara, Zeke, they're all kind of chub. They're all in that same kind of tier. So um yeah uh so unfortunately for me i mean alvin kamara is sitting on the board there with no, at number six i would love to take him at six overall i know we talked about him before he might be a little bit overrated but if he's dropping to six i would love to take him here but unfortunately since i'm not taking running backs i'm gonna have to go receiver and honestly it's, it's a no-brainer for me uh, i took i traded for this guy in our fantasy league i traded away zeke actually and got this guy in and he went off down the stretch was a really big part of my team um, on the best offense in the league. Um, I know a lot of people might take Devonte Adams first um, as the first receiver, but we talked about last week's episode about how the Packers, there's a lot of uncertainty there. And if you watch the match, there's even more uncertainty there with the Aaron Rodgers' uh, cryptic comment. So for me, no brainer Tyreek Hill. Um, if we're doing this uh, no running back approach, um, I think it's got to be Tyreek Hill, even though if I was actually making this draft, I would definitely have taken Alvin Kamara. But 
Um, he does go to team number seven, falls right in that lap. It's, it's, I mean, that's a steal, honestly. I know we again, we talked about how overrated he was before, but I really like Kamara yeah. there at, at that one seven. Uh, Taylor, one eight. I'm not going to you know talk about it again. That's way too much, too, way too high of a price for him. And then Diggs, somewhat surprisingly, going ninth overall um, when you got guys uh, like Devontae and also like Nick Chubb. Um, but I might be kind of teasing your picks here, Chris, a little bit. But uh, I'll hand it over to you for pick number ten. No, there's I. This is this is the ideal start for me. And a uh, at the turn, I, I've done this mock at least one time. This is the perfect start to me. A really quick smash pick, Travis Kelsey for sure. No brainer pick there. If he falls to ten, you take him there. And then I'm taking Austin Eckler over both Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon. Wow. I've been talking about this for a while. I said I really like Eckler this year, and I'm practicing what I preach. I think this guy's going to be better than Aaron Jones, especially with the risks of Aaron Rodgers not being there. And then Nick Chubb. I mean, Nick Chubb obviously could have been the pick there at the 201, but I think Eckler has more upside with the PPR bump. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. You've been very high on Eckler, um, as you mentioned, even the past few episodes, and your justification makes sense. And even for Kelsey as well, if he falls to 10, you take him. Um and it leaves Drew with a very uh, interesting position here with the wide receiver still available. Yeah, so I am in kind of an interesting spot here, Roman. But um, I am kind of surprised, Chris. You took Eckler over uh, Chubb. Like we said before, you got that Cook, McCaffrey, Zeke, Barkley, Henry, Kamara tier. And then you kind of have also that Eckler, Jones, Chubb tier where all those guys are pretty interchangeable. So I don't hate the pick at all. Um, Aaron Jones does go ahead of Nick Chubb, which I think is a little surprising there to Team 9. Then Team 8 gets Devontae. I don't hate that price there. Um, but still a little bit high with that uncertainty there in Green Bay. And then DK Metcalf goes to Team 7 at the 2-4. Again, way too overpriced for all of us. I think we're we're in agreement there, uh, but we don't need to beat a dead horse once again. Uh, so now we got me. I'm very bothered that I got stuck with this strategy because I would love Kamara and Chubb. That's, I usually take the running back heavy approach uh, when I do my fantasy drafts. Kamara and Chubb would be awesome here, but there is still a really elite level receiver on the board. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins there. I, I love that Arizona offense. I'm going to take him right now. I love that Arizona offense. I love that they have a, a full training camp with them this year. Um, I think Kyler Murray, I think their defense is going to be a lot improved. And I think Kyler Murray will hopefully take another step in year three um, and get Hopkins a lot of awesome receptions there. Um, I could have went Justin Jefferson or A.J. Brown too, but I still think Hopkins, he's, he's older, but he's still just so good. And he was such a good receiver last yeah. year. So um, even though I, I'm upset that I didn't get the running backs that I usually would take, um, Hill and Hopkins as my wide receiver one and wide receiver two is is very, very nice. I will definitely take that. Yeah, no, those are uh, obviously when you're in this strategy, I think you you probably couldn't ask for a better start. Yeah. Tyreek Hill didn't go off the board, which is uh, I think it's a possibility he goes inside the top five. But still, you know, the sixth pick, that's a good spot to get him. And then you were able to get DeAndre Hopkins, which honestly, at this point, I would take him over both Metcalf and Adams with the uncertainty yeah. with Adams situation. Then Metcalf, I just would take him straight up over him. And look at, at 207, Justin Jefferson. I think it's a tier breakdown from DeAndre Hopkins as well. So I think you got. I mean, I think you got probably my wide receiver one and wide wide receiver three for the upcoming season. So yeah. I really like this start for you. Yeah, I'm, I can't complain. <laughs> I, I completely agree. There's no reason Hopkins should be the wide, uh, fifth wide receiver off the board. So I think it's a pretty much a steal for you. Yeah. Um, so then 
you kind of mentioned it there, Chris. Uh, you got Nick Chubb uh, going at the 2-6. Um, it, it's kind of surprising he dropped that low behind guys like Taylor and, and even Eckler and Jones a little bit. Um, but that's a, kind of a steal for Team 5. And then Justin Jefferson, somewhat surprisingly going over guys um, like A.J. Brown and even Calvin Ridley. A little surprising there um, since it's just been one year, but he is obviously a monster. But Roman, I'll throw it over to you now for the 2-8 pick. Yeah, if Chubb was still there, I'd smash that completely. Um, That'd be awesome for you. He would have been the best running back on the board. Some running backs still available are Mixon, Akers, uh, and then kind of gets into the second-year running backs of Dobbins, Gibson, Swift, Clyde, and even uh, Najee Harris in this group as well. Um, I'm not, I guess, I, I'm not really as high on Mixon as I'm sure you two are. However, yeah. I mean, he's primed for a big workload this year. Um, that's Maybe that's coach speak. I don't know, but... Um, I think I'm just going to go with him there. I mean, I don't love him as like personally, but I mean, in terms of what he's what he's capable of doing, I mean, he should be up there with the best. So I'm just going to go mix in and then the on the turn should be pretty nice to me. And hopefully I can snag another uh, running back on the way. Yeah, I mean, you got Mixon there. Um, I don't love Dang Mixon it. either um, with all those with all those injury concerns. Um but like we talked about before, running all running backs have injury concerns. Um, so yeah, I think Mixon's a decent pick. You could have went Acres. You could have went Najee. I, I think I, I, that's probably who I would have taken. Um, yeah. Or Dobbins too. But I, I think Mixon's better than Dobbins. So um, you kind of were kind of boxed in there. If Chubb would have fell in your lap, that would have been awesome. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so you took Mixon. Then Mahomes goes at the two nine. That's probably where he's going to go in real in real drafts. Uh, Najee going to two ten. I'm disappointed. I thought AJ might uh, drop to me um, in the third round, but he goes to three one, and then Dobbins goes to three two. Chris, I heard you were very disappointed. So what what, what pick really uh, grinded your gears? Yeah, it was definitely the Najee Harris pick for me. I was hoping that he would fall back to me. It was a long term, but I was hoping he would fall back to me so I could get him at the three ten and make him my RB two. So I'm very upset about that. Uh, but you know, well, we'll have to readjust our strategy now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, there should be some running backs and maybe even some receivers still there for you. Um, when you get to the three ten and the four one, but Roman, I'll let you make your third round pick here. Yeah. Considering mixing, I guess was a maybe more riskier pick than I would have liked for the second round. I got to find someone that's a surefire, um, workhorse uh, workload. And despite this running back having some, I guess, counterparts in the backfield, I think this player is going to be the only one or one of the only ones contributing in that offense. I think we both know it or all know it's going to be John J. Swift. Uh, so I'm just going to go with him right here. Um, not as many injury concerns as we got at Gibson, but I think he's uh, going to have a good year this year. Man, I'm screwed right now because I was really – I would have loved to have one of Swift, Akers, or Gibson. They went back to back to back. So now I'm very much reevaluating my strategy, but I'll let – I'll let Drew uh, take his pick here. Oh, yeah, there's there's definitely a tier break, I think, for running backs. Um, I think Dobbins, Swift, Akers, Gibson are all kind of in that same tier there. Um, there's a couple other guys. I don't want to spoil your picks, Chris, that you could go with um, that are still on the board. But I, I there's not as much certainty there as with Swift, Akers, Gibson. Um, yeah, I, I think, Roman, you couldn't really go wrong with any of those guys. I think I definitely would have taken Dobbins over those three, but he obviously wasn't there at your next pick. Um, for me, though, um, I'm – I mean, I got look at these receivers. There's a lot of really good options. I mean, you got Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas, uh, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, uh, Terry McLaurin, Julio, Mike Evans. I mean, there are so many great receivers, which is why I don't enjoy employing this strategy because you could still get, like, a potential wide top 10 wide receiver – late in the rounds if I would have gotten um, running backs earlier. Um, so I'm still going to go receiver though. And I think I'm going to go Calvin Ridley because he's Dang the bona fide number one guy there. 
um, in Atlanta now that um, Julio's gone. Um, but yeah, MT, is there some uncertainty there with uh, New Orleans? If I hadn't taken Ridley, I probably would have gone with A-Rob, um, Keenan, McLaurin, or, or Julio. You couldn't really go wrong with any of those guys, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I'll take Calvin. Uh, and then we got Michael Thomas going at the 3-7, Josh Jacobs going at the 3-8, and Allen Robinson going at the 3-9. Um, there are still some intriguing options. And maybe, Chris, because George Kittle and Darren Waller are both on the board, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have taken Travis Kelsey in the first. But, hey, that's why we do mock drafts. That's why we, we can learn from those, I guess. See, there was a quick thought of me potentially going with a second tight end here because they both fell that's pretty far, but I'm yeah. not going to do it. I thought about it, but I'm not going to do it because I do need a running back too. And that running back too is actually going to be a guy that I'm still very high on. I actually am, am a little higher on him than DeAndre Swift and Dobbins. And that, and that may come to a surprise, but I, I I see him in the Akers Gibson tier for myself. And that's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he's going to have a very good year. And I think getting him at the turn pick here is a very good spot to draft him. But I'm also going to take my first receiver off the board, I think, because there is a wide, there is a definite running back tier break right at that point. And I mean, like I said, I was actually thinking about maybe taking Darren Waller there, but I can't leave Keenan Allen off the board. Despite having Eckler already, I got to get both guys. And, and, and I know Roman really likes Keenan Allen this year as well. So, and you heard it there. Uh, I think he's going to be a really good receiver this year for fantasy football. It's funny that you doubled up uh, two Chiefs, two Chargers, but overall, yeah, it's, really weird. <laughs> it's a good team. And uh, yeah, I think all of three guitar teams are looking good so far. Yep. I agree. Yeah, the, the, I, I like the Clyde pick too, um, just because I feel like, and we talked about this before too, I feel like we all got kind of clouded because we thought he was going to be a top five level running back last year and he disappointed all of us, but that doesn't mean he's a bad football player. I think him at, as your RB2 is, is a really nice pick there for you, Chris. Same with Keenan Allen, like I said, I, I consider taking him with my uh, second round pick as well. Uh, then after that, we got Chris Carson going at the 4-2. Uh, I, I like that pick. I like that value right there. George Kittle going at the 4-3. I, I, if he was available here at my next pick, um, I definitely would have taken him. And then Terry McLaurin at the 4-4. Um, so now I am here at the fourth round. I might go receiver again, um, but I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm going to go tight end here um, because there's one really good tight end still available, and that's Darren Waller. Um, so I'm still not doing, I'm doing the zero RB approach still. Um, but I, like I said, there's a lot of good, I'm obviously stacked receiver right now. And there is an obvious tier break. And the fact that this guy is still available here in the fourth round, I think in most boxes, he go, he goes in the third round. Um, that's Darren Waller. So I'm going to take him here, um, with my fourth round pick. Uh, and then yeah, Julio. Oh yeah. Julio goes at the four, six Godwin goes at the four, seven, somewhat surprising that Godwin goes ahead of Mike Evans. Um, but Hey, he could have a bounce back year. He was injured for most of last year. So the four, seven, and now Roman, um, I'll lead you into your four, eight pick. Yeah. Um, there are some decent running backs still available. Uh, if I'm going to keep going with the RB strategy, um, I would definitely take one here. There's definitely others I'm targeting maybe next round or another round from now. Um, it's definitely drying up at wide receiver. I know some of my favorite guys uh, are gone. As Chris mentioned, Keenan Allen was one of my guys. Uh, I would have loved McLaurin. I would have loved Godwin at this spot, potentially. Uh, I am going to go with another running back, however, and hopefully the turn wow. is nice to me. Um, this running back, I don't think we have many hopes for him. However, if he's my RB4, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too mad about it. 
Uh, let's see. Let's see if he has a bounce back here. I think he can. Let's go with Miles Sanders at this pick. I know Chris, you were bashing him yesterday, um, but <laughs> I think he's going to be decent. And similarly to, I don't know if this is a fair comparison, Josh Jacobs, you'd be happy with him as an RB three, RB four. I think you can say the same with a Miles Sanders type. Yeah, I probably would have gone with a my first wide receiver at this spot, or maybe even like a quarterback over Miles Sanders. But I, I mean, I don't hate the pick as your RB four. I'm I'm really not in on Miles Sanders. Honestly, I think I would have went with David Montgomery over him because I, th- I think Monty's got at least a guaranteed workload. I really don't even know if you could say that about Miles Sanders, but Sanders has the home run playability. You know, maybe he can turn around. He had some injuries last year, so let, let, I guess I mean let's not totally throw him under the bus. But I, I'm. I'm a, I'm definitely lower on him than you know mm-hmm. a, a lot of people are. Yeah, I think you could say the same thing for Sanders as possibly like Clyde. Like Sanders was a first round pick last year, and he let everybody down. So now taking him as like your RB four, um, or even like your RB two or RB three in some some circumstances is not awful. Um, so yeah, I, I don't hate the pick. I think I might have gone quarterback there, like Chris said, um, or even not really tight end. I don't think there's, there's, there's not a good tight end or there's some good tight ends, but maybe not at the, that price. So I probably would have went Josh Allen, but I still don't hate the pick for you, Roman. Uh, but then Amari Cooper goes at the four nine. I did potentially look at him. I'm um, at the four or five. I, I do like him. Um, that is a little bit, that actually is pretty steep actually, in my opinion. Uh, and then you got Josh Allen at the four ten, uh, David Montgomery at the five one that Chris just mentioned. He likes him. And then Mike Evans there at the five two. Um, I, I honestly think Cooper and Evans, I like a little more than Godwin. Um, but hey, that's just why we do these mocks to see what happens. Um, but Roman, I'll let you take your uh, your f- fifth round pick here. Yeah, the board is pretty nice to me in terms of quarterbacks. I know last t- last draft I did QB early and I kind of regretted it. So despite you know Lamar or uh, Kyler still be on the board, I'm going to pass on them and then see what I can get a little bit later. Uh, I think I can snag some good guys later as well. Um, but now I'm going to take my first wide receiver off the board. And to me, I think it's kind of obvious. Um, I'm going to go with DJ Moore. Uh, pretty simple, but I think he's going to have a good year, a good chemistry with uh, Sam Darnold, and I like him as my wide receiver one. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't hate the pick at all. I, I really was hoping that one of Lamar or Kyler Murray would fall to me there, but unfortunately we don't all get what we want. So I'll have to reevaluate my strategy yet again. Yeah, I don't hate that pick either, Roman. Um, but I was planning on taking one of Kyler or Lamar with my next pick. So that really kind of screwed me over there for team four and well, team five as they went Lamar and then Kyler. So I think I'm going to kind of change on the fly here. I think I am going to go with my first running back as well. And to be honest, this is why I don't love using this strategy because it's, it's not great. It's not great right no. now. The running backs that are still on the board, um, but there is, in my opinion, there's one clear guy, at least at the moment. I know we were kind of concerned about his workload, but this is the guy. He's, he's the bona fide RB1 there. Um, and that's you can't say that about really any of the other guys that are still on the board. So I'm going with Miles Gaskin. Um, he, I guess, will be my RB1. Again, I don't love it at all. Um, but hey, when you use this strategy, you got to take what you can get. My receivers are loaded. My tight end is awesome. But you, you give up some on the running back end. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely don't hate the pick of Gaskin, but this is also why I'm not a big fan of the zero RB approach because you're in the fifth round already. And I mean, your RB one is miles Gaskin. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, I don't feel great about my running backs and I have Eckler and Clyde Edwards. I can't really imagine what you're, what you're feeling right now as well. Yeah, it sucks. But then I have the top three receivers and possibly the second best tight end. If a Kittle or Kelsey gets hurt. So I, I can see, I guess the logic why some people might use this strategy, but for every reason you just mentioned, Chris, this is why I, 
personally don't like using right. the strategy. Um, but after Gaskin, Kyle Pitts goes at the 5-7. That's kind of high, in my opinion. Um, I'm surprised he went ahead of guys like Mark Andrews, a little more proven. But, hey, Julio's gone. Pitts could have a really monster year and be more than worth that price. Um, you got Russell Wilson, another guy I think is a little bit overrated a little bit at the at the 5-8, but um, the Team yeah. 8 decides to take him. And then you got Cooper Cup at the 5-9. Very surprised he went ahead of some other guys that are still on the board. Um, but hey, if he stays healthy, he's a, he's a pretty good player. And maybe if Stafford is there, um, it gives the Rams offense a little bit of more of a boost. But I don't even think he's the best receiver on his team. And that's just right. my, my opinion. Uh, but Chris, I'll hand it over to you here for your back-to-back picks. Yeah, this is uh, – I have a very tough – you know, pick here. I'm not taking a running back because I really just don't like any of the, I need another one, but I don't like any of the running backs on the board. I'm going to wait on that until my next turn. I hope there's a couple of guys I hope fall to me. Uh, the receiver position, there's a lot of guys I really like still on the board, but I'm trying to figure out if I want to pair it with a certain quarter. A, there's two different quarterbacks I'm thinking about maybe pairing with because I already have, you know, one of them. I mean, spoiler, I already have most of that offense already. So why not just triple up? Or I could go with the guy that I'm higher on, but I don't have any players currently on that team, but I could get one right here if I want to. I think I'm going to do that, actually. We're going to go with, we're going to take Dak Prescott. It's earlier than I normally take a quarterback. Uh, this is actually the quarter. I actually think he's going to finish. I, this is, again, another hot take. I think he's going to finish as the quarterback one this year. This is a guy that was on a pace for almost 7,000 yards last year in his four-game stretch he was absolutely fantastic by far and away the qb won while he was out there so i honestly don't even think it's that hot of a take he did it last year so why couldn't he do it again this year i just i i, I think he's a really good quarterback and he's awesome for fantasy and so now i'm going to take my wide receiver two here um i was really strongly considering robert woods but now that i have dak prescott and I think these guys are in a pretty similar team. I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb here. I was hoping it was Amari Cooper, but I'll take C.D. Lamb instead. I think I'm a little wow. higher on Robert Woods and C.D. Lamb, but I think they're very close. And I, I kind of wanted to get the stack between him and Dak Prescott. I think that's going to be a really good fantasy option for me. Were you always considering C.D. Lamb, or what do you think about him or uh, Cooper? Um, I, I think Cooper is definitely going to be better, but I think – with Dak, like I said, I'm really high on Dak, so I think he, mm -hmm. it, while he was in there, he easily supported multiple really good receivers last season. I don't think it's going to be any different this year. And CeeDee Lamb was honestly very good with subpar quarterback play, even when Andy Dalton was out there. So I'm still very high on CeeDee Lamb. I think he's going to be – he could easily finish as a top 10 receiver this year, in my opinion. I think both him and Cooper have plenty of room to be very fantasy relevant. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I like that pick. Um, I think Lamb, <clears throat> he's kind of underrated a little bit. I don't think when you think of like the the Jamar Chase, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, DJ Mortier, you don't really think of Lamb in that group. But I think he is. It absolutely. Is, as long as Dak stays healthy. And Lamb was one of the few guys, too, where his production didn't completely fall off a cliff. It wasn't as good when Dak went down, but it didn't completely fall off a cliff, which I think is promising. Um, and it seems like he's currently the bona fide number two there now he passed michael gallup and there was some uncertainty there before but um then at the six two travis Etienne went um i think yeah. he's somewhat surprising um i don't think i would take him this high i know he, on the sleeper board he was this high he was actually ahead of gaskin um but i don't think i would take him this high personally uh, with all, all the uncertainty there in jacksonville uh then you got jamar chase at six three um i, I love that pick and then adam Thielen at the six four little concerning there with how many touches he's going to get with without Je with Jefferson there now, but I still like Thielen. Um, so now I am at my next pick here. Um, obviously, I do need a running back, but kind of like what Chris was saying, I, I don't 
I feel like it's pretty lateral moves all across the board here for my RB2. So I'm just going to kind of plan that one of those guys is going to be available at my next pick. Um, but at, And then I look at the quarterback position. There is one guy here that I still would very much like to have on my team. Um, and I think I'm going to take him right here, and it's Justin Herbert. Um, he was a, a monster last year um, in his rookie season. I do think there's a significant tier break. Aaron Rodgers is still on the board, um, but I don't love taking him this high, considering he might not even play this year. Uh, and then after after that, it's, there's a tier break, and you're taking kind of dart taking a, you know shots on a dartboard. Um, if this was my normal draft, I probably would have went running back. Um, actually, I don't even think I would have went running back. If I, if this is the strategy I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to go with quarterback. And Justin Herbert, I think, was clearly the best guy left on the board. Um, and then we have Robert Woods at the 6'6". He was the guy I was also considering there with that last pick when I took Herbert. It was between Herbert and Woods. And then Mark Andrews goes at the 6'7". Honestly, I, I like how Team 4 is shaken up. I, I, I like that team a lot, actually. I do too. Um, and now, Roman, I'll hand it over to you now for your for your sixth-round pick. Yeah, I was hoping Herbert or Bobby Trees would fall to me. Um, unfortunately, neither of them did. However, I did have some backup plans, so I'm very happy with how the board shook out. And Drew, you said that any any running back would be a lateral move for you. However, I see one running back um, far and away the best one on the board so far. Um, and yes, I'm still going to go running back heavy, as I kind of mentioned, as I'm, have I had the whole draft so far. And while I didn't get Nick Chubb, I'm really happy I can get a guy like Kareem Hunt, who I think will be a very good bench player for me. Yeah, I'm not as I, I'm not as in on taking Kareem Hunt here as you are. I think there's a couple running backs I'd honestly rather have that are still on the board. Maybe they're not going to score as many points, but I think that you know they have a, they have more upside. I think Kareem Hunt, like unless Nick Chubb gets hurt, which is like I mean you can see that for any running back, he I think he's going to be all right. But I'm just I don't know I'm I don't really love drafting Kareem. It doesn't feel great to draft Kareem Hunt, but I guess you know when you're in this tier of running back, none of these guys they're all here for a reason. None of these guys are really locks to be awesome at for fantasy football this year. Yeah, I don't I don't hate the pick, um, but I mean I feel like all these guys are in the same tier. I I know you said there he's clearly the best. I would say he is the best on the board, but I don't think it's like clearly. I think there's yeah, other guys there you could take. Um, but yeah, it's it's a decent pick when you're using the strategy. Him as your RB five is is awesome. Um, but then we got Kenny Galladay at the six nine, um, which is, I like that pick. Uh, Tyler Lock at the six ten. Um, if he's, I mean, if he's your wide receiver two, wide receiver three, I don't hate it. Um, but he was pretty inconsistent last year. James Robinson the seven one, somewhat surprising that he went over some other guys that are still on the board. Now that it seems like he might not be the number one guy there in Jacksonville, and then T.J. Hawkinson going at the seven two. Um, I do kind of like that value. And I also, I really like how team two is shaking up too. Um, I think they got a really, really good team. Um, but Roman, I'll hand it over to you now for your seventh seventh round pick. Yeah, we, we've had some reservations about Lockett. I was considering him um, at, at my previous pick. However, I'm going to go back to wide receiver. Uh, I don't think this will be a reach at all, unless the, the ADP is kind of saying it will be. Um, however, I think this is a play that you guys are high on, Chris. You might be mad at me for doing this. I'm going to take I Deontay know, Johnson. you're going to do it. God dang it. Um, all right. Well, that sucked, but there's still a lot of good receivers that I like on the board. One in particular that I'm hoping falls back. Actually, a couple in particular I hope fall back to me, but but I'm, I'm not happy that you took him for sure. Don't get me wrong. I'm very unhappy you took Deontay Johnson because that is my guy, and I was hoping to get him as my wide receiver You know, two slash three. I thought that would have been a, a really nice pick for my team, but you know, good pick for sure. I'm a little bit mad at you, though. 
yeah, really, really solid pick there. Uh, and then we got Odell at the 7-4 and Juju Smith-Schuster at the 7-5. I like that value for Odell. Juju, I have some reservations about for this season. Um, now we got running backs. So I'm going to go another running back here. Um, you've got I mean, you got Melvin Gordon. I don't, don't love that. Leonard Fournette, I mean, maybe. Javante, for the same reason. I don't love Melvin. I don't love that. So it comes down between two guys. And this one guy, um, I know he's got somewhat of a handcuff there um, in Arizona now. Um, and I don't love that, but he was pretty good last year. And I, I do think the downgrade from Kenyon Drake to uh, James Conner, I think Kenyon Drake is a little bit better than James Conner. And Chase Edmonds still had a solid year last year, even with him there. Obviously, as, his, as my RB2, I hate it. But with the strategy that I employed, I'm going to go with it. So I'm going to take Chase Edmonds here. Um, and he's going to be my RB2. Um, so, yeah. Even yeah, though he was I mean, a little bit lower on the board. I don't have any problems with the pick for sure. I, I mean, it's obviously you're you're in the nasty of the running back tier. I also am going to have to be, you know, I'm about to dip into this awesome draft pool of running backs in a, about two seconds as well. So, I mean, I'm just, you know, the, you see, you're seeing the flaws in the strategy. I mean, obviously Drew's first four game, you know, Tyree killed DeAndre draft with Calvin Ridley. Those are all top five receivers for me. I don't know how you got Calvin Ridley at 306. That was an absolute insane, steal. Yeah. And then coming back in Darren Waller, and you said that he could only be a top two tight end if one of those two get hurt. I think he could be the tight end one regardless of if those, those two get hurt. I think Waller absolutely has a shot to do that. He was awesome last year. And I, I think he's going to be awesome again this year. So those first four are extremely nice. And then, but then you get to the running backs, and, and you're going to be really spending that fab on, on probably, or you're going to have to make a trade to get some extra running backs because your running backs obviously not pretty. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing a one flex, I mean, I got and this is my starting lineup right here: Herbert, Hill, Hopkins, uh, Gaskin, Edmonds, Waller, and then Ridley as the flex. I mean, that's very nice, I would say. Yes. Um, but the running backs is it's it's a handcuff. It's it's not great, um, but you just hope that it's if the PPR league that Hill, Hopkins, Ridley, and Wall are all being monsters uh, will kind of uh, satisfy that and make up for that, I guess. But right, um, this is why I don't love employing the strategy, though. Uh, to be honest, uh, so then we got Javante Williams going at the seven seven. Um, again, I feel like it's a little high, but because there's such a big as well. Yeah, it, but there's such a bunch of crap here. It's like just you're kind of just throwing darts now. Um, so I don't I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. And that's uh, Devontae his RB2 Smith as well. What? Javante Williams is Team Seven's RB two as well, which is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. That's is. not great. That's not great either. <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, Devontae Smith seven eight, uh, T Higgins at the seven nine. Um, I don't mind either of those picks. Uh, but now, Chris, we're over to you now for your next turn. Yeah, and I really need another running back, but I'm not going to take one because there's two wide receivers that I absolutely love still on the board. One of them being Cortland Sutton. I'm going to take him yep. right now. I'm I'm surprised he fell this far. I, I really like him, honestly, pretty on, on a similar level to Deontay Johnson. And then as my wide receiver four, and I'm not you know as high, I don't think he's going to finish as high, but I think this guy has a ton of upside. It could even be a wide receiver one if you know Trey Lance figures it out. And that's Brandon Ayuk. I think he's going to have I think this is one of the more talented receivers in the league, and I think he gets on, you know, overshadowed. I would. There's no universe where I'm taking T. Higgins, Devontae Smith. Honestly, I think even Jamar Chase going at the six three with him going at the eight one really doesn't make a lot of sense because I, he was so awesome last year in his rookie season, and we really haven't seen it from Jamar Chase yet. I think Ayuk's going to have a really good season, man. I think he, as long as Trey Lance is good, and I don't really get that. Like some people are saying, like. 
going from Jimmy G to Trey Lance is a, a big downgrade and, and, you know, he loses all his upside. I don't understand that at all because Jimmy G is one of the, you know, one of the worst quarterbacks for fantasy football in, in the NFL. He really doesn't provide much value for your fantasy football team. Trey Lance has a much stronger arm. Honestly, he's a better quarterback every single way. So I don't understand why, you know, guys like Ayuk and Debo and George Kittle, it's like, oh, you got to be worried about these guys now that now that Trey Lance has taken over. When the guy's honestly a better quarterback than Jimmy G, and he hasn't taken a snap in the NFL yet. So I, I really don't get that. And I really don't care. I think Brandon Ayuk is super talented regardless of the quarterback situation. I think he's going to have an awesome season. Yeah, even in our last draft, I took Ayuk over Higgins personally, and I I agree with you doing the same or getting the the steal after that. Um, and like you said, I don't think Trey Lance will impact uh, Ayuk at all. I think it'll actually be an improvement, like you said. So definitely a good pick there, and I think you have a, a good wide receiver group overall. Yeah, I, I not too much to add there. I think Cortland Sutton there in the seventh round is an absolute steal too. Um, I know Ayuk, you were focusing on him, but I think I love Sutton there um, at that right. spot. Um, I would probably take him over some of the guys that went ahead of him too. Um, especially, and if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver too, I mean, I mean, he shoots up the draft board if that yes. happens. I mean, he probably is a, you know, your Roman's probably considering him, you know, at that five Oh three spot wrote the Mike Evans, DJ Moore tier. I, I would say at yeah. least if he, if he, at least, yeah. Up, I, maybe even higher than that because I think Sutton is an extremely talented wide receiver as well. It's just all about that quarterback situation. If they figure that out, he's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then we have Noah Fant going at the 8-2. A bit of a reach, but I, I would say he is clearly the best tight end left on the board, um, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but I, I would say at that point, Team 9, maybe just wait on your tight end a little bit longer. Um, but I, I don't I don't hate the pick. Uh, Melvin Gordon at the 8-3, um, teammate apparently needed a running back. I think they did need another running back, um, and so you're just kind of dealing with a bunch of crap. And then you got Aaron Rodgers there at the 8-4. Um, like I said, if he plays, well worth the pick, but there's a lot of uncertainty there um, with A-Rod. Um, so now, obviously, I do need another running back, but I am going – I'm still going to stick with this, you know, zero to low RB approach. Um, so I'm going to go receiver again. In my eyes, there is one guy here that – in my oh, opinion, is above the rest of the guys. Um, if you look at the projected points, I, by all by all accounts, I think he is going to be the number one receiver there. They got a new quarterback. Oh, he was no. very disappointing last year. Um, I believe Roman, I know you're pretty high on him. Chris, I believe you're pretty low on him. Uh, but it's, I'm going with DJ Chark. Oh. Um, him as my wide receiver four. I really like that. Um, I was, I'll be honest, if you didn't take Sutton, Chris, I definitely would have taken him with this pick. But if Ayuk would have fell to me, I it would have been a really tough conversation. I like both Ayuk and Chark, I think, pretty equally. I think Chark um, could have a nice season this year, um, even though I know he wasn't great last year. But I, I think I think he the potential's there. Um, I'm worried, Trevor man. Lawrence. I'm really worried about Chark this year. That that I mean, Urban Meyer has not been talking him up at all. He's been it's been all about Lavisca Chenault. I honestly think I take Chanel over Chark right now. I I'm really I know Roman was upset about the picks. So you have an ally in this. I I wouldn't consider him. I wasn't even thinking about taking him with over Ayuk or Sutton there. I just I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not. I think I'm just gonna basically stay away from that Jacksonville offense. I, I'll I'll be I'll be all right with missing on any of those guys. I I just really am not I'm not that excited about that offense. I mean Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he could he be good, yes, but they have a lot of. They have a ton of receiving options. They also, you know, James Robinson, I don't think he's going to have a lot of upside. I don't think ETN will either. I'm just just kind of out on this entire offense. I'll let somebody else, you know, you know, deal with it. Maybe maybe they'll get, you know, maybe he'll, the, somebody will be good. Shark 
could end up being good. Obviously, he's very talented. I'm just worried about those other options and how they're just not even really talking him up at all. So it worries me a lot. Yeah, I do have my fair share of concerns with Chark, similar to you. Um, But I do think he's primed for a bounce back here just in virtue of an ebb and flow season kind of thing. So I think with a new quarterback, he'll certainly be um, improved. Uh, from what I'm hearing, they have good chemistry, and from all reports, that um, that sentiment has been very consistent and similar, similar uh, to what you know we've kind of been mentioning. I think the other weapons they add could just elevate him and his competition in general. So while yes, he could lose targets. I think he'll also get very meaningful ones um, whenever they pass to him. Yeah, and I might be showing my uh, Michigan bias here a little bit, but Urban Meyer is a bona fide sleazeball that lies all the time. So he could just be talking up Chenault right now, um, but actually he means Chark. I mean, he's very unpredictable. You never know what he's what if, if what he's saying is the actual truth. So who knows? Um, I guess but yeah, so, so I, I understand the concerns for sure. But when I look at the other guys on the board, um, they all have their concerns. And I think if I, w- I wanted to go to the receiver here using this approach, and I think we would be having conversations about all all these guys for different reasons about those concerns um, at the spot. And I don't, I don't hate shark here as my wide receiver for uh, now. Yeah. Kenyon Drake at the eight, six, that's a bit of a reach. I would have taken some other guys over him for sure that are still on the board, even though it is a pile of crap. Uh, and then one of those guys is Leonard Fournette there at the six, seven or the eight, seven, excuse me. Uh, don't, don't hate this pick at all. Um, if he's your running back three uh, behind Barkley and Acres, it's a solid pick, um, given the other options that are available at running back. But Roman, I'll hand it over to you now for your eighth round pick. Yeah, um, I'm definitely looking at the wide receiver area. And I think there's a lot of boom bust guys still available. Um, I'm fine with this kind of whole section of them, so I might let that filter out and take whatever's left. Um, I don't have a tight end yet, and I think the one tight end that I think is, the, in my opinion, the, the next best available, his ADP is really low for some reason, but I'm just going to take him right here, uh, Dallas Goddard. They haven't gotten away from Zach Ertz yet. However, I do think Goddard will be the guy in Philadelphia, so I'm perfectly fine taking him here or even a little bit earlier. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Um, it's, it's, I feel like it's a little bit high. Actually, I don't know, because I feel like him and Fant are pretty much in that same tier. Um, and there's one other guy that I'm not going to you know, talk too much about him again, because I feel like I talk about him a lot on every single episode we do involving fantasy. So when he gets picked here pretty soon, I'll talk about him then. But I feel like there's three tight ends that are in the same tier, and Goddard's one of them. Um, he had some injury issues last year, um, and he had a couple monster weeks, and he was hurt, and then he wasn't great. So that's a little bit concerning, but um, yeah, given the options available, I, I like Goddard there. Um, I like Goddard there a lot, actually. Yeah, I uh, think Goddard's going to be really good as well. Uh, honestly, I probably would have taken him over no offense, if we're being honest. I think, especially because I think Zach Ertz, there's been a lot of rumors around that he's going to get traded extremely soon. And if that happens, I mean, Goddard, he could be the number one target on this team. I th- I mean, you know, you have Devontae Smith. He's still a rookie, though. Who knows if he's going to, you know, adapt to the game yeah. really quickly. I think Goddard could absolutely be even, you know, at least the number two target. But if not that, maybe even the number one target. So I, I definitely don't mind that pick at all, Roman. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, there. I mean, there's there is a little concern with him just because um, if you look at his uh, kind of points with uh, Jalen Hurts there when he was playing there down the stretch, wasn't great. Um, but hopefully, if Hurts is gone, um, Goddard has a really nice season. Uh, but yeah, at this point though, like Chris said, he's in a very similar tier with Fant and a couple other guys that are still on the board. Um, but after that pick, uh, Raheem Moster went at the 8-9, Chase Claypool went at the 8-10, Ronald Jones went at the 9-1, and then Jalen Waddle went at the 8-9-2. Don't really hate any of these picks, to be honest. Um, 
I think they're all just pretty solid. Uh, so Roman, I'll hand it over to you now for your ninth round pick. Yeah, the guy that I was originally targeting is still available in terms of wide receivers. Um, we've talked about his offense quite a bit. I think it's a very crowded offense, so this could very well bust um, for me. But I'm just going to go Jerry Judy just because of the upside. I like and that. I don't think they have the, the best quarterback in the world, obviously. It's going to be either Locke or Bridgewater unless they get Rodgers, yeah. in which case that will be a, a huge win. But um, there's a lot of mouth to feed, and I think Judy I mean, should be at the top of that list. But with the quarterback, with what they have, I don't know if it's going to be as much as we think. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, – I mean, Judy is an unbelievable route runner. I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of these videos in the offseason. This guy can cook anybody. He he honestly and, – and people have been comping him to this guy. He really does remind me of Stephon Diggs, man. This guy can – he can get open, man. That's for sure. It's just a matter of if, if someone can deliver him the football. And I think that's an issue with both him and Sutton. I think they're both really talented wide receivers. Either one of them could end up being the one on this team. But you getting Judy later than me getting Sutton at already Sutton being a value – I think that's a really good pick, man. I, I like that. It's a nine Oh three. Yeah, for sure. Love that pick. Um, based on the guys that are still on the board, I think he for sure has the most upside. Um, and then after that, we had James Conner at the nine four. I don't love that pick, but I also don't hate it. I mean, again, you're just dealing with a lot of crap here in the running back spots. And then Mike Gusecki at the nine five. Um, <laughs> what? I hate that pick. <laughs> yeah. I know he burned you a lot last year. Yeah, in our fantasy league. I will never draft him. Again. Um, he, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's awful, but there are two guys, actually three, there's actually a few guys I probably would have taken above uh, Gasicki here um, if I was taking a tight end um, like Team 5 was. But now it's my next pick. Um, I think I am going to go with a running back uh, for my running back three. Um, honestly, I'm debating between two guys. Um One guy was pretty surprisingly solid last year. I think he was finished as an RB2. Um, their offense got a lot worse. Their team got a lot worse. Um, but someone's got to do something on that offense. Someone has to score. Someone has to get touches. Um, him as my RB3, I don't love. But I, I do think if he's still available here and you're looking for another running back, there is some decent value there. Um, and it's David Johnson. Yep. I'll go with David Johnson. Um, I had a feeling that would be your pick there, Drew. I think uh, Johnson, you know, while he's not a fun player to watch, he, it's – you know, it feels gross. I think he definitely is one of the better values at the running back position. So I think I would take him over guys like Fordette, Mostert, Drake, James Conner, uh, honestly, Melvin Gordon as well. Maybe Rojo's the only one that I would, you know, been a little upset because I think Rojo has a chance to be pretty good this year. But, uh, you know, David Johnson, he's got some PPR value for sure. I don't, I don't hate the pick at all. You know, that's what I was thinking. Like, that's kind of what my mentality was about David Johnson. Then you kind of realize there's Philip Lindsay, there's um, Mark Ingram. So it, it will be definitely ugly yeah. for sure. But if he can somehow manage to be the lead of that backfield, there will be some value there. Just considering there's no you know, notable weapons at all there. Very gross, that's for sure. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, so <laughs> is the whole RB0 strategy is really gross, I'd say. Yep. I 100% agree with that. Sure, yeah. You. Um, but speaking of that Houston offense, uh, a guy that I actually was considering if I would have went wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, for much of the same reasons at the 9-7. Hollywood Brown with a 9-8, um, if you're maybe banking on the bounce-back season for him. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence going to 9-9. Nine, nine. Uh, it's a little surprising that he went that high, to be honest. Yeah, it's really, it's really um, for me, man. I would have taken some other quarterbacks that are still yeah. on the board ahead of him. Um, but, Chris, you have to turn here. I'll let, let you get to it. All right, well, there's one. Now it's time for me to double tap running backs right here. And there is one running back I am absolutely ecstatic to get. And I'm stunned that he is not off the board yet. And that is Mike Davis. I yep. think Mike Davis is better than probably the last three to four rounds worth of running backs, man. I am very high on Mike Davis this year. I think he could be a top 15 running back. 
potentially. Not yeah. that he's going to be, but I think he definitely could be. And the other running back I'm going to take here, it's between a couple guys. There's, there's, you know, honestly, there's probably about four or five guys that I, I do like at this spot. But I'm going to take the one in, you know, probably the best situation, the best offense. And they've been talking him up as, you know, the, potentially the lead back of this team. And that's Zach Moss. I think Zach mm-hmm. Moss is more of, you know, Mike Davis is not. He's not an exciting pick. There's no, I mean, I'm excited to get him because I think he's going to be good, but he's not an exciting running back. He's not young or anything. He's just a veteran in an offense, you know, where he's going to get the ball a lot. So, you know, that's kind of, I mean, it's a boring pick kind of like David Johnson, but I think Zach Moss is a fun pick. I think he has some upside. If he takes over the job, he's a good receiver. I don't think Zach Moss is a good running back whatsoever, but he's, you know, he's a little bit bigger. He could probably be pretty good on the goal line if they use him there more take some of the load off of Josh Allen, taking less of those hits maybe. We'll see if they do that. And then I think he's also a a decent receiver. So, you know, if you just got to get the ball, man. I think that's – it's a good offense. You know, who, if him or Singletary can break out, one of them will be fantasy relevant. And I think Moss right now is, you know, the favorite to win that job. I'll, I'll talk about Mike Davis really quickly. I would be excited to get him even though it's kind of in the later rounds. Uh, I got him in our last draft. I think you got him a little later than I did, though. So I think I did. That's an absolute steal for you. I mean, just an, uh, running back one by default there in, Arizona, in uh, Atlanta. So you're getting a good uh, player in that. Um, and Zach Moss, I know we've been kind of excited about him. Um, they still have Singletary, which I don't like. I don't like him by any stretch of the imagination. But if Moss can somehow manage to be the starter, I think there's going to be some points to be had there. So both, I like, I like those picks a lot for you. Yeah, I, Mike Davis was the other guy I was debating between with David Johnson. Um, I, I think I think both of those guys are better than a lot of the guys that were already yeah, taken ahead absolutely. of him. Um, but yeah, and I think if I would have remembered, to be honest, about the like that Roman that you mentioned about the Philip Lindsay, the uh, Mark Ingram, I would have went Mike Davis ahead of David Johnson. Mm-hmm. I really like that pick, Zach Moss. Though I'll be honest, I know they're, they're talking him up, but um, there's I think there's three guys I'm looking at that I probably would have taken ahead of Moss, but he, it's not like a egregious pick. He's, he's kind of, they're in the, he's in that same tier, but I personally like three guys ahead of him. Um, and then you got Rashad Bateman going to the 10, two Jarvis Landry, at the 10, three and LaVisca Chanel at the 10, four. Um, I think we've slowly been approaching that gross tier um, for receivers now. Um, I'm looking at it and I, I want to go running back really bad. I'm going to be honest, but since I am doing the zero wide receiver or the zero running back approach, I am going to go receiver again. And I'm going to hope one of those three guys that I kind of like will, will come back around to me. Um, but for receiver, there's a lot of guys that I, that I like here. And I think I'm going to go a little off the board. Perhaps this is a guy who had a really solid season last year. He's reconnecting with his former teammate there in Carolina. Um, he apparently is, is really hyping him up a lot. Mm. Uh, and for some reason, his ADP is a little bit lower than I'd expect based on his projected points. Um, and there are some other guys that I like here too, but I think I'm going to go Robbie Anderson. Like um, he, he's the wide receiver too there um, in Carolina. And I, I him and uh, Sam Darnold had a nice connection there um, in, in, in New York. And hopefully it seems like it's carried over here to early camp here in Carolina as well. So um, yeah, I, 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 Tyler Boyd too was another guy I was looking at. I really like Tyler Boyd, but um, and I know Chris, you're not going to be happy about this, but I was considering Corey Davis as well. But I do think <laughs> when I saw Robbie Anderson's name there, him as my wide receiver five, I, I really like that. I think he could be better than a lot of the guys that were taken ahead of him. Um, yeah, I was kind of shocked he was still on the board, to be honest. Yeah, I I, uh, I really like the Robbie Anderson pick. I'm glad you did not take Corey Davis because he stinks. Um, but I think Robbie Anderson's a good addition to your team and a good guy to have as a depth piece. Honestly, 
if we're being honest, I think I like him more than DJ Chark, man. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, Chark's another guy, like I said, I'm not in on very much, and I think I'm real very in on Robbie. I think he could absolutely have a very good season like he did last year. He was awesome yeah. in fantasy last season. I'll be honest with you. If I would have saw Robbie Anderson's name when I made the DJ Chark pick, I probably would have taken him instead. I just he like I said, he was lower on the board, and I just didn't see him. Right. Um, he was. I mean, he was really good last year, and I think that goes. Yeah, he, um, he and honestly, he was even a little more consistent than DJ Moore. I would he was say more he consistent, doesn't have definitely. doesn't have the upside, um, but he was way more consistent. Yeah. So him is my. I think he's my wide receiver five. Um, I really like that. But uh, as I already mentioned, Corey Davis went 10-6. Tyler Boyd went with the 10-7. So now, Roman, you have the 10-8. I remember in one of our mock drafts last year how I was very patient with getting a quarterback. And I ended up getting Josh Allen in the 10th round. Uh, and now I find myself in the same similar position where there's a bunch of great wide receiver uh, quarterbacks still available that have fallen a lot. And I have the opportunity to take one. Um, just the name off the names is still available. Joe Burrow, which we talked about last week, uh, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts, all guys I'm considering. Um, and every, I think every team has taken a quarterback besides me. Um, however, I'm very happy with where I'm at. Uh, I could wait another round to see if it comes back to me on the turn. There's no one, there's no other players or positions I'm certainly urgent to target right now. I know there's some wide receivers I want that I think will come back to me on the turn. Um, I might as well just take my shot and go with Joe Burrow right now. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm stunned you went him over. Wow, man. I, I don't, like I said, I'm a little bit lower on Joe Burrow and this is why, man, I'm not taking him. There is no universe. I'm taking him over Brady Stafford hurts or Tannehill. All four of those guys I'd have ranked ahead of him. I think, I think you should have definitely taken Hurts, in my opinion, because you could have paired him with your tight end. I think that would have been a really good pick. I mean, like I said, I don't hate Burrow, but just I, I think he's going too early in drafts, and this is this is why, man. I, I just wouldn't have taken him over over Brady, Hurts, Tannehill, or Stafford. I really wouldn't have. I, I like him more than Brady. Um, I definitely don't, man. That's crazy. I, I think, but. I... <sighs> I mean, I think he's already. He, I definitely don't like him as much as Stafford and Hurts. I would say I would definitely have those two guys ahead of Burrow. But I feel like Burrow, Brady, and Tannehill are all kind of in that same tier, in my opinion. Um, so I don't hate the pick. Um, well, I guess I do kind of hate the pick a little bit because I would take. I would have taken Stafford and Hurts uh, definitely ahead of Burrow. But um, hey, he could be really good. It, re- re- reconnecting with uh, Jamar Chase there in Cincinnati. He's also um, injured. He also is coming off of a catastrophic true. knee injury, whereas all true. four of those other guys are fully healthy. One of them got a massive wide receiver upgrade with Brian Tannehill. The other one is in a massive wide receiver, or he had a massive offensive jump, and that's Stafford. And then Hurts and Brady were also really good last year. Brady, honestly, I could. I could see Brady being a top five quarterback this year. I think he's going to be really good. I thought that's who you were going to go with, and I'm I'm a little bit surprised you didn't go with him. I I, I don't know. I love Brady. He's my favorite player of all time, but he's also old, and I don't know. And he, he like some, he was kind of inconsistent last year, but I definitely I will say I would take Burrow, Brady, all the guys you already mentioned ahead of both Aaron Rodgers and Trevor Lawrence, probably unless Aaron Rodgers comes out tomorrow and says, "Hey, I'm playing for sure." Um, I, I like Burrow, Brady, Stafford, Hurts, Tannehill, all those guys more than both those guys. So there is some decent value here with Burrow, but like Chris said, um, with the guys that were still kind of in your lap, I think I would have went with one of those, two of those other guys yeah. instead. Um, then we got Debo Samuel at the 10-9, Brady, um, as was already mentioned, at the 10-10. 
Um, then Irv Smith at the 11-1, um, a lot of upside potential there. Um, but I, again, I would probably have taken another guy who I would have taken Gronk over him. I think I would have too. Um, who went at the 11-2 uh, or at the 12 at the 11-2. Um, and then there's another guy too that's still on the board that I would have taken over both those guys. But that's just my personal opinion. Uh, well, I'll mention him when when, when he gets selected, hopefully. Uh, but now Roman, over to you for the 11-3. Yeah, um, the wide receiver I want is still available. Um, there are some, now that I'm looking at it, that I think will be good depth pieces. I'm still looking for some more depth wide receivers. I probably won't touch running back again unless there's one I really want. I mean, obviously, I went running back heavy at the very beginning. Uh, and when you kind of have the zero wide receiver strategy, you do take you know running backs heavy. And then as soon as, soon as you feel comfortable with the group that you have, you kind of just smash other positions throughout the rest of the way. Um, so... It's not going to be on my to-do list to get another running back. However, if there's someone I like, I'll happily take them. Um, but I will be going with wide receiver. I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. Uh, I like him a lot. And uh, I trade. I recently traded them in our Dynasty League, but I think he'll have a good year. Uh, it, I, I don't. I, I like the Curtis Samuel pick a lot, and that probably would have been my backup plan had you taken the receiver that I really want on the board. And I'm, I'm worried Drew might do it as well here, and I'm going to be pissed if you do. There's one in particular that I'm in love with this year, but I do like the Curtis Samuel pick a lot. Yeah, I'm. there's a few guys that I like a little more than Curtis Samuel, I'll be honest, so I'm interested to see where Chris goes. Um, I am not going to go receiver here, Chris, so no worries. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't. I don't hate the pick there, Roman. Uh, very good value. Uh, and then Stafford goes with the eleven four. I think that's really great value for Stafford. Um, and then Deshaun Watson um, goes the eleven five. I'm I'm not touching him at all uh, at the eleven five. No. For unless unless he's my last pick, and you're just taking. Hey, maybe he's not a like complete I did last time. Yeah, awful human being, and maybe he'll play football again. Who knows? But I, I won't do that. Um, so now we have uh, me at the eleven six. Um, I am going to go running back. All three of the guys that I was looking at when I took Robbie Anderson are still on. on the board. So I'm, I'm very happy it. about that. Um, i take him, take him. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to take the one guy who I know is most likely for sure going to be the RB one in his situation. Um, the other two guys I like, they're both rookies. Um, and I, I like them a lot. And if they're still available, when I come back again, I might take them. Um, but I'm taking the, the more bona fide sure thing. Um, and Honestly, I don't hate this guy as my RB4. I don't hate it. So I'm taking Damian Harris here, yep. um, which I, honestly, I, I think he's better also than some of the guys that were already taken ahead of him. Um, and I think there is some weird upside. And if you do use this wide receiver heavy approach um, that I've been using today, I think you got to be happy with getting a guy like Damian Harris in the 11th round because I think he could be have the potential to be an RB, a legitimate RB too. Yeah. Um, and then your team's looking really nice when you're stacked at receiver and tight end and quarterback. So um, this might be my favorite pick of the whole draft. I think there's really good value here. Yeah, that um, was I. I love that pick, Drew. I mean, there was there's a running back that I'm gonna take right now. One of those two rookies that you were talking about. I'll take yeah, him after yeah. I talk about your pick. But I do for your team. I really like Damian Harris. I think he could absolutely be a starter for your team. And then. I, honestly, you said that was – I do agree. I think Damian Harris for you is one of the best picks in the draft as a whole. Same with the Robbie Anderson pick, to be honest. I really like both those picks. But I think the best pick in the draft is Jalen Hurts at the 11-9, man, because I was yeah. actually considering him as just getting him as my backup quarterback at the 12th, at the 11-10. I think this is an absolute steal. I I mean, they took Trevor Lawrence with the 9-9. I'd much rather have Jalen Hurts than Trevor Lawrence. I would have taken him there, honestly, if I was, do, if I was in this, because I'm very high on Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be mm -hmm. great this year, and I think he's just got a ton of upside. And I just, I, I, did, I just don't think I would have uh, – 
taken Lawrence over him at any un- in any universe. I wouldn't have done that. The, I agree with that. But the big concern with Hertz is too is that it's not clear whether or not he's going to be the the quarterback number one, um, which I believe he's going to be. I mean, they're, they're only they don't backup have any is, competition. Isn't Joe their backup Flacco. Joe Flacco? Yeah, Joe Flacco um, not a competition. But it, it's very strange that um, their coaching staff hasn't been like this is the guy, um, which is a little concerning. But if he does play, I 100% agree with you, Chris. I I mean, I agree with you anyway. I think he's better than – I'm surprised Lawrence went that high. Um, it's, and, and even behind him, behind Deshaun Watson is ridiculous. And, and yeah, Tannehill – Any of these guys, pretty I dumb. think the last, like, seven quarterbacks that have won, I would take in Hurts over all of them personally. Yeah, but. And, yeah, for fantasy purposes, for sure, because he, yes. he adds that extra layer yes. with his legs and scoring. Um, and maybe – I mean – and this could be a if you wait on quarterback. I mean, Hertz is not the big name. I mean, if you think about no, like who's at good all. at football, you are probably taking all these guys ahead of him. Yeah. Um. So he he could be a huge seal for your team. Um. If yeah. you're a team like Team Nine and he falls in your lap. Um. Uh, but then the other pick there, um, was uh, Ryan Tannehill at the eleven seven. Uh, I think that's pretty good value I like too. That pick. Um. And then Will Fuller at the eleven eight. Um. I don't hate that pick either. Um. Right. It is this late in the draft. Of course, there is some concern there with his injuries, and last year he was doping up, so some <laughs> concern there. Um, but him at the eleven eight, I don't hate at all. But Chris, yeah, no, I'll hand I it over to your, you for the turn here. I know who he's going to take. Yeah, I have two picks that I really like here. One of them being, uh, you know, a guy that may not even barely touch the field this year, and and that's not Michael Carter, obviously, because I think Carter has a pretty secure role. I'm going to take the guy that I think has a ton of upside, and he honestly could win the starting job with the the injuries they've had in this backfield already, and I think he is the most talented back in this mm-hmm. backfield. If he wins it, he's got a ton of upside. That's Trey Sermon. I think yep. he's a solid pick here for me. You know, a guy that Love you know may pick. never may never even play for me ever, but he also has the upside of being my RB two potentially. I think that's a possibility. Either one of those is a possibility, and then I'm going to take a receiver that I am. I really like this year, and I think he's going under the radar, and that's Antonio Brown, man. I think mm. A.B. is, you know, uh, he, he's. I think his legal issues are pretty much, you know, they're pretty much out of the way. They're pretty much settled. I don't really care what he does off the field. I need fantasy points, man. Let's do this. You're you're a good player, and, and he's in a very good offense. So I think, you know, he is the wide receiver three. There's the risk there, but I think there's room for all three of these receivers to be very fantasy relevant this year. And AB's by far going the latest out of all three of them. I love him here in the twelfth the twelfth round, you know. Yeah, if you love him like you do, I think he'll be an absolute steal. Um, there are some wide receivers who I still like. Um, so I, I think that it's pretty even with who you take there, but um, you're definitely getting the opportunity. Um, you're definitely getting the high offensive power. So in that sense, it's a win for you. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind it at all. And Trey Sermon, obviously, I knew you were going to take him, and I think he'll have a he'll have a, a very high potential to uh, be a, a you know breakout running back this year. Yeah, I, I really like both those picks, Chris. Um, Trey Sermon was the other guy. I mean, honestly, I, I might have even taken him ahead of. Zach Moss, um, but I do think Damian Harris is better than Sermon by a little bit, just because of like he's more concrete in his role. Uh, but like you said, Sermon has a definite upside. Um, I really like that pick, and then Antonio Brown too. I, I like that pick as well. Um, and then we've got Michael Carter at the twelve-two, uh, Logan Thomas. That's the tight end I kept talking up earlier at the twelve-three, and then Robert Tanya at the twelve-four. I am very angry right now because I was planning on taking one of those three guys with my next pick. I knew uh, Chris was going Sermon, obviously, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to take Carter, Thomas, or Tanyan, who's ever available, and they all went right before my pick. So I'm absolutely screwed, and I'm tilting right now. Um, 
I think I'm going to go receiver again. There are I, I'm going to get a backup quarterback here eventually, um, and but there are some guys available that I still like. I am going to go receiver again though, and I think I'm going to go based on upside. Um, and this is a guy who I think we were all pretty high on him last year. Um, and he showed some flashes, but I, I would say they do have a clear upgrade at quarterback and he is most likely going to be the wide receiver one on this team. Um, and I think based on the other guys available, he's got the most upside for sure. And that's what you're drafting for at this point in the draft. So I'm gonna go with Michael Pittman jr. Good pick. Um, at the, uh, 12, five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't- I don't mind that at all. I think Pittman, I think I took him in our draft last time. Um, and while I do have Paris Campbell coming back, who's also not a bad fantasy pick in terms of later rounds, uh, I think Pittman has the higher upside. And I hopefully, I hope personally he's going to be the wide receiver one going into the year because he also have T.Y. Hilton, but I don't think he has much left in the tank. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, Tyler Higby, Higby at 12-6. Um, I was looking at him potentially as a backup tight end. Um, he does get the Stafford bump there, so I don't hate that pick. Um, in, in a weird way, I think Higby might even be built better than, better than Gasecki there for Team 5 most weeks. Um, and then we have A.J. Dillon at the 12-7. Um, I don't think he's going to be too impactful right now. I, I Honestly, I'm kind of surprised they would have taken him unless you're just banking on an Aaron Jones injury. Um, but now over to you, Roman, for your 12th round pick. Yeah, um, there's a wide receiver I want. I mean, it's not really too difficult for me to do this. Um, yeah, I'm good. I have some other running back running back in mind I might want to take later. And similar to you, Drew, I will be taking a backup quarterback. Um, but for now, I'm going to go with a guy that I like. I definitely wanted a piece of the Chargers offense going into the draft. And while I couldn't, get, while I couldn't get Keenan Allen, I'm going to take Mike Williams. He's very injury prone, but I do think once he's you know up and running, he'll be a great weapon on that offense. <sighs> Man, him and Mooney going, that just that wasn't very fun for me because I wanted both Mike and Mooney there. I, I think Williams was the clear best receiver available left on the board, and he uh, he definitely has upside if he can stay on the field. And I think, you know, yeah, um, if, if he's able to do that, he could be very fantasy relevant for your team, especially with the zero wide receiver approach. I know obviously you have five receivers now, but he could end up being – you know, one of your better one of your better options at the receiver position throughout the year, especially if you don't you know, have an injury or two. I think he could be very relevant for your team. Yeah, I love that pick too. Um, he was going to be my other option behind Pittman Jr. Um, along with Michael Gallup there um, at the twelve ten. I do like him. I think that's pretty good value. I think he could have a bounce back year. Uh, Baker Mayfield going at the twelve nine. Um, don't hate that pick, um, even though I think there are some other quarterbacks maybe ahead of him, but he was kind of consistent, pretty fantasy relevant last year. Uh, and then you got Mooney at the 13-1 and then Naeem Hines at the 13-2. It's really tough sledding right now for running backs. Um, so Naeem Hines might be the best guy that's still, still on the board. So uh, I'll hand it over to you now, Roman, though, for your 13th pick. Yeah, I originally said I was going to take a running back. I kind of tilted in the past few seconds. Um, we haven't really been taking a whole lot of rookies in this draft, apparently. I think a lot of them are going to fall like the rugs, the other kind of running back wide receivers you'd see, um, even the rookie wide receivers of this class, they've been falling a little bit more, uh, falling a little bit more than they did in our last draft. If I were to take a running back, I'd actually take Jamal Williams just simply as a handcuff to Swift. I think that would be a good handcuff to have. Yeah. Um, also, Gus Edwards, I'm kind of looking at. Um, if you mm-hmm. two want to take them, you guys can talk about them a little bit more. Um, however, I did tilt, as I mentioned. I'm going to go wide receiver. I will go with a rookie wide, a wide receiver uh, and Elijah Moore. Let's do it. Come on. So I have the other pick I wanted to make. So, you know, I'm very much tilting right now because of Roman here. Not not happy about those last two picks you made, but that means they were pro- they're both very solid picks. So so good work. 
Thank you. Yeah, really like that pick there. Um, he was the guy that I was hoping you guys maybe just didn't notice was still on the board. Um, I was probably going to take him with one of my last three picks as well. Um, Hunter Henry, the 13-4, um, as a backup tight end, don't I, I love that pick, to be honest. A little, He might not get as many touches there in New England with John New Smith also there, but I think that's a nice flyer. And then Rondell Moore, another um, rookie receiver there at the 13-5. I, I definitely like Elijah Moore more than Rondell um, just because of the opportunity um, in their, in their situations. Um, so now it's my next pick here. Um, I said before I wanted to get a backup quarterback. When you were talking about rookies there, Roman, I was a little worried that you were going to take this pick. Um, this is a complete Don't just dart it. throw. And this is a guy who might not even start to start the year. Oh, um, do it, do it. Do it. I'm going to do it. Just I'm building it up. Yeah, he might not even start to begin the year, but I think down the stretch he could be awesome. And if in your if you're in a super flex, this would be awesome. If you're a dynasty, he's a must own player. Um, and I've got the jersey. It's just an Allen Robinson yes. jersey, but these new teammates. Um, so I'm going Justin Fields. There are some more safer options on the board still. Um, your Matt Ryan's, your Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, um, all guys that'll be very fantasy viable, but. Um, I think Justin Fields, he could be a really, really good option. He could be this year's Justin Herbert, um, the way Herbert kind of burst onto the scene Man. last year. And I already have Herbert, so I might as well get Fields too. Yeah, I um, like and hate the pick because he was definitely one of two quarterbacks that I was planning on taking with my next pick. So I'm not happy. And it was the one I preferred, so not really happy about that, As after, especially after Roman stole both my wide receiver picks. I'm hurting a little bit right now, for sure. I'm I'm definitely doing some tilting. Drew, if you want to read through those last three picks while I figure out who I'm going to take, that would be appreciated. Sure. Uh, so we got Devin Singletary at the 13-7. Um, yeah. Again, it's pretty gross, but hey, he's one of the best running backs still on the board, so you got to do what you got to do. Uh, mentioned Matt Ryan. I, I was considering him as a backup quarterback. He's a pretty safe option. I, I like him as a backup there at the 13-8. He could even start for you most weeks. And then Todd Gurley, who I believe currently isn't even on a team, goes nope. to the 13-9. Um, <laughs> I, I would not take him there. I, there are some other guys that I would probably take above him that are still available, but it is pretty pretty tough sledding right now. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, Chris. Hopefully that was uh, I saw enough for you there for your final turn here. Yeah, I'm I'm between a couple options here. You know, this is I, I'm going to take one wide receiver and a quarterback. I'll get my quarterback out of the way first. It was the other rookie quarterback on the board. That's Trey Lance. Um, I'm all right getting him here instead of Fields. I, I'm hurt that it wasn't Fields, but I do have both Ayuk and Sermon, so I am okay with that. I think Lance. Honestly, it could start pretty early on in the season. I think he should start because I don't think Jimmy G is very good. But we'll we'll have to see how that works out. Uh, Lance, I think, is a good backup option for Dak Prescott, though. Um, so now I have to take a receiver, and and this is I'm taking a guy here. You know, there's some safe options. You could take a Nelson Aguilar or Devontae Parker if you want some guaranteed points. I'm not gonna do that though, because this is my this is my last skill position pick before my defense that I take, and this is you know my wide receiver. What is it, wide receiver six? So I really don't care if they do anything. I may drop this player after one week. It's between a Monroe St. Brown and a Henry Ruggs. Both guys I think have the chance to be their number one options on their team versus you know a lot of the other guys on the board are just kind of you know flex options, flex worthy. And I'm gonna take Henry Ruggs here. I think he has a chance to you know have a bounce back here. He was very injured last season. I've never been the biggest Ruggs fan, but. He did look good on the deep ball last year. He he looked like he could get some separation on that. So I, I'm gonna see. You know, he could be the number one for this team this year. And if, so he has the upside. You know, if he goes off early, at, you know, in week one, maybe week one and week two, I could trade him. You know, get some value out of him, or I, you know, could plug him in if I need him. I don't think that'll be a guy that you'll have to drop. To be honest, I think 
it's surprising he kind of fell this late. I think in our last draft, I took him like maybe a few rounds earlier. And similar to the next guy off the board, Devontae Parker, I think both of them, not that they're the same in any situation, but I'm surprised they both fell to the second to last round. Um, and those guys can certainly have impacts on their offense. So I don't, I don't hate the pick at all. Yeah. I mean, both those picks are great. Um, like you mentioned, the quarterback, there are definitely safer options than Lance um, and Cousins, Wentz, even Fitzmagic, uh, Tua, but um, all those guys will probably be on the waiver wire. You can get equal talent there. So drafting the guy that could be really good, um, I really like that pick. And then Ruggs, too, like Roman was saying, that's great value. Same with Devontae Parker, who went the 14-2. Um, Tony Pollard, again, it's pretty good tough sledding there for i know i've said it like five times but it really is uh for running backs so he goes at the 14-3 and then kenneth gainwell um if you're hoping that maybe he as a rookie he gets a lot of those touches in philadelphia if miles sanders gets hurt again or, or whatever goes there at the 14-4 um so for me um the Devonte parker pick was tough because that's who i was planning on taking um and all the receivers left on the board there's there's no one that i'm really like crazy about um, and, and obviously, cause I did this approach, I do need, I, I could use another running back. Um, Roman mentioned him earlier. Um, and there is some talk that he might play a lot in Detroit. Um, uh, even if Swift is healthy or not healthy. Um, so even if he's my RB five, uh, and even if he doesn't play that much, it's just at this point, I just need some guys. So I'm taking Jamal Williams. Um, he was kind of fantasy relevant last year for green Bay. Um, I think he's going to have some, a little more opportunity here in Detroit. Um, at least hopefully for my fantasy team, maybe not hopefully for the Lions offense as a whole. But um, I'm, I'm okay with him at the, as my last skill position pick. It is what it is yeah. at this point. Um, and we got McCole Hardman there at the 14-6. Um, I believe it just came that he it was announced that he's going to be the wide receiver too yeah. in Kansas City. So that's a nice value I'm, pick I'm there. Him this year, yeah. uh, and then Amon Ross St. Brown at the 14-7. Someone's got to catch passes uh, for Detroit. So uh, I like that pick a lot. Um, so now Roman for your last skill position pick here in the 14th round. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a backup quarterback and I guess, I, I guess I'm somewhat regretting taking burrow. However, we, as we talked about last time, if you're going to take burrow, you have to have a backup plan, uh, someone to always take a, a backup quarterback situation. Um, and while there is some controversy, as I mentioned about whether that pick was the right one, I think the quarterback I'm going to take now is far, uh, hands down a good pick. I'd say from considering where he's going, um, going to have the opportunity he will be a starter day one as i hope he is uh and drew you mentioned it when you went through those other picks i'm gonna go with fitz magic and i'm gonna hope he has a uh, you know has some uh, good games yeah i, I don't want to smash in all your quarterback picks but i probably would have went wentz ahead of fitzpatrick um but again it's i feel like it's if you would have went wentz fitz magic cousins even Tua to an extent. Um, I think they're all kind of in that same tier. So um, really solid backup quarterback though there though um, if Joe Burrow gets hurt again. But then we got uh, T.Y. Hilton at the 14-9, Evan Ingram at the 14-10. Then we got the Seahawks defense, the Eagles defense. Roman, you took the Rams defense. Um, I like that pick a lot. Uh, and then the Washington football team and then the Raiders defense. So now I have to pick a defense. Um, I am stalling. Let me look. Hmm. You know what? I'll just do – who cares? It's just defense. I'm going to go Buccaneers defense. They were pretty good last year. I'll take them. What the heck? Yes, uh, and we got go. Dolphins, Patriots, Chargers, and now oh, Chris, the, Jaguars probably, the last right. pick. Nope. Or the 49ers again. This is a no-brainer pick for me. The 49ers taking on the, the Detroit Lions in week one. Yes, please. That might be my favorite defense. They were a very good defense. I think I took them – I took them – I think before I took a quarterback last year – uh, but then all those injuries kind of burned them, but they should be getting most of those guys back. So I think that's a really, 
really great value there for the last defense off the board there for you, Chris. Um, So I'm going to scroll back up to the top so we can kind of see our first overall picks again. Um, Does anyone want to talk about how they feel like their draft and their team um, shook out? Yeah, I'll start. We should probably read over our teams. I'll do it, and then I'll say kind of how I feel about my team. Uh, A quarterback is Dak Prescott, uh, running back one and two, Austin Eckler, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, wide receiver one and two, Keenan Allen, CeeDee Lamb. I have Travis Kelsey and my two flex spots, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Ayuk, defense, San Francisco 49ers. And then on my bench, I have Mike Davis, Zach Moss, Trey Sermon, Antonio Brown, Trey Lance, and Henry Ruggs. And, you know, this team, I, I do I do really like this team. I'm not in love with my running backs. You know, it's Eckler and Clyde and not a lot of, you know, you know, shots in the dark after that. I'm not in love with that, but I do think it can work. Uh, I probably, if I was to redo my strategy, I probably would have gone running back, running back, running back again, and then taken, you know, Waller and Kittle. Both were still on the board. I probably would have gone with one of those guys instead of Keenan Allen. But all in all, I do I do definitely think this is a very good team, in my opinion. I think I can win a lot of games with this team. It's not my favorite team that I've drafted on the mock draft, but, you know, what, what are you going to do? I was trying out a different strategy. I wanted to get Kelsey at the 110 and see what would happen. And I, and, and I am happy with it because I do have the best tight end in the NFL and a considerable – I think there is a tier break between him and Waller and Kittle. So I, I do like having Kelsey for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think your team is as bad as uh, as maybe you think it is, or at least your running back group. I don't think it's it's awful, right? I mean, you got Eckler, right. Eckler, Clyde, and Mike Davis. It's not, it's not, it's not as bad it's as mine. Um, and you still got some good receivers. And you, as you mentioned there too, you got nice tight end. You got Dak too as your starting quarterback. He could be really good. Um, great defense. I think you got a, a really solid team there, Chris. But yeah, I agree. I think the one thing I would have done differently is gone running back, running back, running back, and then taken um, Killer Waller. But hey, that's why I don't think they're going to be there in, in, in the fourth round in most drafts. At least both no. of them, I don't think. Yeah, me um, either. But that's why you do mocks so you can learn from stuff. But sorry, Roman, I know I interrupted you. What, what were you going to say? Oh yeah, I mean that's just the balanced strategy to do it. And I guess you're when you're on the turn, you kind of have to make those risky decisions of who you think will fall back to. Right. Uh, kind of make those late early projections. So you definitely did good with what you had, and you definitely had some steals along the way. Yeah, and Roman, why don't you jump in and really quick um, list off your guys and just say how you feel like your draft went? Yeah, so my quarterback was Joe Burrow. Honestly, if if I could do anything different, it would probably have to do with the quarterback position as a whole. I think overall, I'm pretty satisfied with what I had. Um, Azeek was my first pick. I took Joe Mixon uh, with another running back who has a little bit more risk, risk than I would have liked. So, and I'm not emotionally connected to him. So I'm not sure how that'll pan out. But also, I DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. My tight end is Dallas Goddard. My two flexes are DeAndre Swift, who I like, and Miles Sanders, who, like him or not, I think he has some uh, opportunity. Uh, the Rams defense. I also had Kareem Hunt, who I like. And then my wide receivers, who I smashed in the middle rounds, were Jerry Judy, Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, Elijah Moore. And then I finished it off. With Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I who I like a lot, and I think he'll be a, a good option this year. But like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, if there's anything I could have done different, it would have been a different quarterback uh, pairing. But ultimately, I was just kind of following the board. And I, while you can follow the ADP, it maybe that's a different strategy in itself. Going best player available, or actually making reaching, or doing players ahead of their ADP. I think you know you gotta figure out what's best for you and who you like more over those other guys. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get it. Uh, Roman, I do I do definitely like your team a lot. I See, I love Joe Mick. We didn't really talk about him a lot. It didn't feel like you, know, you got to that other pick pretty quickly, and I was also pissed about the Najee Harris pick. But I really like Joe Mixon this year, man. I think he's going to be awesome. I think you actually got a steal. I think that might have been one of your best picks of the draft. Uh, 
I, like I said, I mean, I, I like your team a lot for sure. I think you have a solid bench as well. I just really am worried about your quarterback position. I mean, I know you can get away. You'll probably have some waiver wire moves. I just, I didn't love the Joe Burrow pick. There was a lot of guys I would, I thought you left on the board that I have a lot more upside and also are coming into the season healthy. Maybe if he was, you know, fully healthy, we got to see him for a full rookie season. I'd be a little more into the pick, but I, that's the one pick I was out on the rest of your team. I do like, I think you did a good job drafting and in your team, uh, you got some good value at the receiver position as well to make up for, you know, not taking anybody early. Yeah. I mean, your receiver, DJ Moore is your wide receiver. One, um, is it great, but he could definitely end up there. And you also got Deontay. Um, and you got, I, I really liked your late round picks too, where you got Judy, you got Samuel, you got Mike Williams, you got Elijah Moore. Um, and I even think, I know, um, Chris is kind of low on Joe Burrow. I don't think, I mean, I would say it's a bad pick based on who is still there. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Burroughs, he's not a bad pick. Um, so uh, I think he's still going to be okay. And then your running backs obviously are really good too, um, especially if Sanders bounces back I, over I like your team. Uh, so I'll quickly go over my team. So at quarterback, I got Justin Herbert. My running backs are Miles Gaskin and Chase Edmonds. Uh, my, my two starting receivers is Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins. My tight end is Darren Waller. My two flexes are Calvin Ridley and DJ Shark. And then I got Tampa Bay's defense. And then on my bench, I got David Johnson, Robbie Anderson, Damian Harris, Michael Pittman Jr., Justin Fields, and Jamal Williams. Um, I'll be honest, I don't hate this team that much. Um, I don't love my running back situation, but I definitely feel like it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I can live with it, especially when I looked at um, getting Hill, Hopkins, Wallet, Ridley, and even Herbert. Um, and then my backup receivers are also pretty good. My running backs, I guess, got a collection of backup running backs, um, like RB2s, RB3s. And I think you can live with that as long as guys like Tyreek Hopkins and Waller and Ridley do what they're supposed to do. So I was ready to come on here and be like, this is the worst strategy of all time. I hate this. I still don't love it, but it definitely is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, um, but hey, I guess this is why you do mocks and you can learn, uh, learn different things and uh, realize that maybe the things you thought were really bad are actually aren't as bad as right. you originally thought. Yeah, with Drew, with your team, I, I agree with you. I I mean, obviously, running backs aren't great, but getting Gaskin could end up being an RB1. It's very possible. Edmonds could be all right, and then obviously you have Damian Harris, David Johnson. It's a decent RB core for what your strategy was, but having that four-man, you know, right in a row, Tyree killed DeAndre Hopkins, Darren Waller, Calvin Ridley. They are – that is a lot of points to be had with those four guys, especially in a full PPR league. I just – I think you're absolute, but maybe the best pick and best value of the draft is getting Calvin Ridley all the way at the three. I agree. Honestly, I would rather have them than both Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, honestly, Devonta Adams as well. I'd rather have him and AJ Brown. I think he's my wide receiver four. So I think you got the one, three, and four in the first three rounds. And then also my tight end, you know, two or three as well. So I think having those four as your main core. Uh, really reliable guys, you know, vets, guys that we, we've already seen do it versus, you know, me going with like a guy like Clyde or Roman going with a guy like Swift, guys that we haven't seen totally break out. Yep, we're just hoping forward at the running back position. But, you know, I, Drew, I don't, I definitely don't hate your team as much as I thought I would at the end because I was worried yeah. about the uh, zero, the zero running back strategy because that is something I will not be doing this year. But it's fun to see how it would turn out. And I, I don't hate as much as I thought I would. Yeah. yeah, getting getting Ridley was the the star of your draft. I think even I think so our, even in our last mock draft, didn't you go like late first, early second? So getting him up in the, the second, yeah, mid third round. That's that's a big steal. That's the biggest steal of the draft, I'd say. Yeah, and you, I, even getting Robbie Anderson, Damian Harris later in the rounds. I mean, I, I feel Shark, like everything that yeah. could have went well for me did, and it, it, things just kind of worked out. 
Um, I know I got burned a couple times when I was going to take some guys and they, they went right before me, but for the most part, it, it ended up being exactly how I kind of wanted it to go. So that's probably not going to happen in real life if I decide to, to use this strategy. But, um, like Chris said, I thought I'd end up hating this by the end of the episode. And really, I, I don't mind it that much. And, um, and more times than not, and I'll just say this to finish it up more times than not, if you are going to go zero RB, you're kind of doing that at the further back in the first round. So while Drew did it at the one six, you're more likely, I think more successful doing it at the one eight, one nine or something like that. Or even at the turn. Um, Cause like you said, Drew, you could have had Camara. Um, unfortunately you couldn't based on your strategy, but I think it m- works out more if you're in the back half of the first round, I'd say. Cause I, I could have ended up with like Camara and Chubb. That was, mm-hmm. was going to be my RB one and RB two. And then I had Ridley as my wide receiver one. Then I could have went Julio um, or Godwin. Uh, yeah. And I could have still, still got Waller um, and then get, ended up with like DJ Moore, Mike Evans or Cooper cup as my like wide receiver too. I mean, that would have been awesome, but um, that's why you do these strategies. And it's still, even though I would have probably liked that team a little bit more, um, I still don't mind this team um, really at all. So, um, but yeah, unless you guys got anything else to add, um, that'll do it for this episode of the zone defense podcast. Um, as I, I think this is our third fantasy uh, football mock draft. We'll probably do at least one, probably even two more um, before um, like the fantasy football season actually starts. And we'll also do some more fantasy football ranking episodes as well as um, NFL division previews for the 2021 season. Um, Chris and I will continue um, covering the NBA playoffs. They are now in the NBA finals. So we'll have an episode out there pretty soon um, covering those. Um, so be sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Spotify and Twitter at Zone Defense Pod and search us on Apple Podcasts. Um, also smash that like button and drop a comment down below. Let us know whose team you thought was the best, which strategy you thought worked the best. Was there anything that surprised you? Like my strategy kind of surprised me how, how well it kind of worked out. Um, and then also just let us know if, if you thought the Joe Burrow pick was as bad as we thought it was, uh, or if you would have done anything differently with, with your, with our teams. Um, we love reading those comments. And we try to respond to them as quickly as we can. But once again, thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you next time. Peace. See ya.